It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 381-4567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. Welcome into the Virtual Bible Study. We're glad that you're with us on the Thursday, April 12th edition of the Virtual Bible Study. We are live now and we're ready to take your questions or comments at questions at collegeview.com or at 931-381-4567. This is the Virtual Bible Study, which is an interactive listener participation program. You join in via email at questions at collegeview.com or by calling 931-381-4567. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Jacob, it's good to be with you tonight on the Virtual Bible Study. Looking forward to a good discussion and hope we'll get a lot of participation from those who are listening tonight. Our topic tonight could be a little controversial. It has been controversial in the past, and so we want you to weigh in. 9313814567 questions at collegeview.com as we discuss dancing can Christians dance is it according to the word of god is it something that god is pleased with can Christians participate in modern dancing Jacob you know as we discuss any topics like this and this is a this is a question of moral significance but anytime we're discussing subjects of religion morality doctrine i think it's important for us to 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 stress that our personal opinions or think-sos are not the determining factor here, whether or not we personally like to dance or we don't like it. Uh, that's not the issue. It's not, a, it's not a question of our personal likes and dislikes and our own opinions. It's rather a question of what can we determine from the Word of God. And so I would encourage all who are listening tonight to look at this objectively from what we can learn out of God's Word about dancing. Is dancing something that a person who's trying to please God would do uh, and then and then make your decision that way based upon what the Bible says rather than upon your either likes or dislikes or your own maybe preconceived ideas. Some people have grown up around dancing. To them, it may seem natural and they never even gave it a thought otherwise. Others maybe never did dance and wouldn't dance, uh, you know, if if, a, uh, if they had the chance to do so, they just wouldn't prefer to. We're not, we're not talking about preferences, likes, dislikes, not what your background has trained or taught you. We want to find out what does the Word of God say. Well, you know, and also another thing that we have to be careful about when we talk about subjects like this, if uh, someone says something opposite to what we're normally used to, we get defensive about that, and, uh, you know, we do that about anything, Dad. If someone says that well, your favorite restaurant is not a good place to eat, you get defensive about that and you want to defend it. Well, we've got to make sure that when we do to try and defend any certain activity or any certain type of position that we do so from the Word of God. And so let's make sure that we do that on the virtual Bible study tonight. But we want to hear your thoughts. Do you believe that it is appropriate to dance? you believe that the Bible forbids it? Give us a call at 931-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Jacob, I think at the very outset of this study, we've got to spend some time in definitions. Um, when we're talking about dancing, and, and we'll go ahead and give the bottom line answer to what we're going to say. I mean, I, I'm convinced that the Bible teaches that dancing of the sort that we're going to be discussing tonight, that dancing is a sin and Christians shouldn't engage in it. 
We're talking about the kind of dancing that's popularly engaged in by young people at school, at school dances, at the prom. And one of the reasons we've chosen, Jacob, to discuss this tonight is that we're immediately coming into prom season. And so young Christians will be thinking about it. Parents will be challenged to give guidance to their to their uh, children in regards to this. So we're, that's what we're talking about, those kind of dances, the dances that kids dance at school dances, uh, the prom in particular, the kind of dancing that takes place at dance clubs and honky-tonks and bars. Those are the kind of dances that we're talking about. We are not talking about necessarily, although some might like to comment, we're not talking necessarily about some sort of a folk dance or a square dance. I think those might or might not be wrong, and we might get into that in the course of our discussion. But I hope for the purposes of our study tonight, everyone understands that when we talk about dancing and when we argue that Christians should not be dancing, that we're talking about modern dancing of the sort that is engaged in at, for instance, the junior-senior prom. Um, We've already got an email from Randy up in Jackson, Missouri. Randy, we're glad you're listening to the virtual Bible study. And he makes this comment. He says, I personally choose not to dance. I know that most dancing can be lewd and dancing between singles can be problematic. However, I have a hard time finding a a biblical reason why married couples cannot dance slow dances to appropriate music. Please comment. Well, that uh, Randy's comment there highlights another thing that we're not talking about. We're not talking about what a man and his wife can do in the privacy of their own homes. I mean, uh, uh, to my understanding, there's not not any limit to what a husband and wife might do. All kinds of of things that would be appropriate between husband and wife that would not be appropriate uh, in public or with people you're not married to. And so I'm glad Randy made that point, because when we're talking about dancing tonight, we're not talking about something that a husband and wife might do in the intimacy of their own homes. Uh, so I hope we, we've got we've got the topic narrowed down and everyone understands what we're talking about, Jacob. That's right. We want to get your comments, though. Do you believe it's appropriate? Do you believe that a Christian can dance? 931-381-4567, questions at College View. Dot com. We want to hear from you on the virtual Bible study tonight. You know, Dad, uh, we've got to make sure that everything we do is in accordance with God's word, and we've got to make sure that we maintain purity in this life. The Bible calls us to that. That's our desire and our goal as Christians to be holy, to be pure as God is, to try and imitate him in our lives. And so this is a moral issue that we've got to make sure we make the right decision on because our purity is dependent on it. And so we need to understand that. 931-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com are the ways you can participate in the program. We want to hear your thoughts. Thank you for your email tonight, Randy, and for your comments. What about dance, Dad? Um, well, let's start out by saying that dancing is condemned by some words that we find in the New Testament. For instance, I believe dancing is condemned by the word that we find in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, the word revelings. Let me read that passage. 1 Peter 4, verses 3 and 4 says, For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excessive wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excessive riot, speaking evil of you. I don't read the word dance in that verse. No, the word dancing's not there, but I want to concentrate on the word revelings there. Now, get the, get the context here. Peter is saying, when we were not Christians, when we were not serving the Lord, before we before we committed ourselves to be disciples of the Lord, we lived in a certain way. We lived like the Gentiles, that is, unbelievers lived. But basically he's saying, 
we've wasted enough of our life living like that, living how? And then he lists a number of sins, the way that, the way unbelievers live, lasciviousness, lust, excessive wine, revelings, banquetings, abominable idolatry. Now he says, we don't live that way anymore, and they think it's strange that we don't run with them to the same excessive right. In other words, people think it's odd that we don't do the things we used to do. So he says, as Christians, we should have put off revelings. Now, the word reveling is defined for us by some some word studies. For instance, Lytle and Scott says that revelings is a jovial festivity with music and dancing, a carousal, a merrymaking. Vincent's word study says that a reveling is festival entertainment that was accompanied by carousing and dancing. You know, Jacob, I think that if we were going to define reveling, we would probably use the expression wild partying. And so basically Peter there in 1 Peter 4 verses 3 and 4 says we as Christians, we should not engage in wild partying. But I think it is notable that the experts, the scholars always make reference to dancing as a part of that kind of behavior that's involved in those wild partyings. And so dancing, we're going to comment more about this, but I think we always see dancing. The kind of dancing we're talking about is referred to in association with other evil things. Well, this revelings, I guess, would be a party where your normal inhibitions would be removed and uh, and sort of the, the standards would be brought down. And uh, you wouldn't have those restraints that you normally would in a, in a reveling type of situation, certainly a situation where dancing would be involved and uh, dance would often be accompanied with that type of, uh, of event. Yeah, we find the same word. Now, I'm reading King James Version here. Galatians 5, beginning verse 19, is where we read those works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Uh, the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that ought to be a, an alarming statement. Here, here's a list of things, and if you do them, you are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And one of the words listed, and we're going to talk about more than one of these words, but one of the words listed there is that word revelings again. And so I, th- I think maybe the first point that we could make and stress is that Christians should not dance because the experts always include dancing as a part of the definition of the word revelings. And revelings is one of the we, we'd probably say wild partyings. And that's one of the things that uh, that will keep us out of heaven. And, you know, uh from what I know of it, a lot of times, especially young people in some of these dances, it is absolutely a wild party. Dancing's a part of it. And there's a lot of other stuff going on there that a Christian wouldn't want to have any part in. That's exactly right. We've got to be careful. We're not involved in reveling and reveling includes dancing. And we wouldn't want to be a part of that because it would, again, impact our purity. And we must remain pure in the world that we live in not tarnished by the sinfulness that is around us. Give us a call and let us know your thoughts about reveling at 931-381-4567, about dancing, or send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. We'd like to hear your thoughts. Where do you stand on the issue of dancing? Do you believe it's appropriate for a Christian? Do you believe it's inappropriate? Let us know right now. Dave, you know, we might ask any who are listening tonight who might be inclined to defend dancing, maybe a young person who's listening who's tempted to go to the prom Maybe a parent, and unfortunately, we hear of situations where parents try to justify 
their children going to dances and in particular going to the prom. And we might comment more about the prom in particular a little later on. But let me ask you the question. Everything, uh, let's just take dancing out of the equation. People going to these parties, they're going to the prom. Take everything, take dancing out of the equation. Everything else there like you like it to be? Everything else there appropriate? Everything else there the kind of thing that a Christian ought to be associated with? Or is it reveling? Is it a wilder partying atmosphere than you really like, than what you really want your kids to attend, than what a Christian ought to be engaged in? I think if you're going to give an honest answer, you're probably going to say, yeah, there's there's other stuff going on there that, that we really shouldn't have a part in. That's exactly right. We've got to be careful about our associations, Dad, and a lot of associations there that would be evil, a lot of temptations to do wrong in more than one way. Uh, the prom is, is uh, fraught with all kinds of immorality. Uh, I, I hope we can get some response from people. What's your view? If you're a parent, do you are you going to let your kid go to the prom? If your kids are already raised, did you let them go to the prom or not? And either if you did or didn't, uh, give us give us an email or make a phone call and let us know why one way or the other. And if you'd rather stay anonymous, maybe somebody would like to comment, but they really don't want to be named. Uh, we'll let you stay anonymous. Send us an anonymous and and give us if you if you feel that there's justification for the prom. Let us know. Uh, we we really need to hear that. We're coming from we're coming from the conclusion that it's not what a Christian ought to do. But if you think they should, we'd love to hear. We'll, we'll move you to the head of the line. Let us know why. That's right. Give us a call at nine three one three eight one four five six seven. You can disguise your voice, or you can send us an email and tell us you want to remain anonymous. Send the email to questions at collegeview dot com. We're going to take a break. A good time for you to jump in on the discussion. Let us know where you stand on the issue of dancing. Is it appropriate for a Christian or is it inappropriate? Let us know right now. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. Hello, everyone. I'm Britt Haynes. I'm a member of the College View Church of Christ. A lot of people in the religious world today tell us that as long as our heart is right and we truly love God, we can do whatever we want in our service to Him. They say that what we do doesn't matter because God is only interested in our heart. I believe they have it all wrong. True, God is interested in our hearts, but He's also interested in our actions. One reason why is because our actions describe the true condition of our heart. This is what Jesus taught in Matthew 12, verse 34, when he said, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So I believe that if we are doing whatever we want to in our service and are not serving God exactly like he has asked, then our heart is not right before God. The members of the College View Church of Christ are committed to making sure that both our hearts and our actions are pleasing to God. If you're interested in doing the same, we encourage you to join us for worship this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Hello, my name's Jeffrey Vernon. I'm 13, and this is the Virtual Bible Study. Use your Internet connection for something good. Listen to the Virtual Bible Study every week. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Virtual Bible Study as we discuss dancing on the program tonight, and we'd like to hear from you at questions at collegeu.com or give us a call at 931-381-4567. Jacob, before we get a little further into this discussion, I want to take just a minute to to make a comment about a situation that's developed here in the, lo- the local congregation of College View Church here in Columbia, Tennessee. One of our elders, Alvin Lunn, has passed from this life, and his funeral will be tomorrow morning. Uh, 
Alvin's been serving for a number of years as an elder of this congregation, and he was an avid supporter of the virtual Bible study. And in fact, uh, uh, in the first days of our uh, endeavor here on, on the, for the first several months when we would do this program, him and his wife would come and sit and listen live because they didn't have an Internet connection to listen at home and they wanted to be involved and wanted to hear the discussion. And so uh, we, we always appreciated Alvin for his steady hand and his good leadership uh, as, a, as an elder of the church here uh, at College View. And, and we're going to miss his uh, uh, work. And uh, we just want to express that we appreciate him very much and uh, even specifically appreciate the support that he gave us uh, in regards to starting uh, this Internet program, the Virtual Bible Study. So uh, we want to uh, send our condolences out to Alvin's family at this time. Uh, that's right, and uh, we appreciate him for what he's done, and uh, we, he will be missed. We, uh, we wanted to let you know about that. Let us know what you think about dancing. The number to call is 931-381-4567, or send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. And we're going to go down to Atlanta and welcome Laverne to the Virtual Bible Study. Hello, Laverne. Hi. Good evening. Thank you for calling tonight. You're welcome. Um, the question that I had, I go to Tabernacle Church of God in Christ, and I was taught that um, dancing, like as far as like parties, clubs, and those sort of things, that's not, you can't do that as a Christian, but dancing for Christ and at church is Well, yeah, we'd be glad to comment about that, Laverne. Uh, are, are you where you can hear us on the Internet, or do you, you want us to comment while you're on the line? I'm, I hear you. Okay, good. In, in the Old Testament, we read some references of some dancing that was done as praise. For instance, uh, Moses' sister, Miriam, is referenced in the Old Testament as having... Uh, danced in, in um, there were there was activities involved in praising God um, and we're not talking about that kind of thing when we talk about dancing tonight um, however in the New Testament I would have to say in the New Testament I would have to say that we don't read anything about dancing as an act of worship in the Christian era so uh, my, my answer is going to be, Yes, we can read about some such things in the Old Testament. Uh, that's acknowledged. We would we would agree to that. But our authority for religious practice today, and the and the things that we're to do as Christians worshiping God in the law of Christ, there's not any command or statement of fact in the New Testament that would authorize it. There's no example. You know, we we read about the early Christians. We read about how they worshipped and what they did. In fact, we, we use their approved example as authority for our actions today. There's not a single reference to that sort of thing among Christians in the New Testament. And so there's no command, uh, direct statement. There's no approved example. There's nothing. In fact, there's nothing from which we could even draw an inference that we ought to be dancing. And so I, I, my answer to that would be that that's not an authorized act of New Testament worship. And, Laverne, I, we wouldn't say that those type of activities weren't sincere or that, uh, you know, dancing for the Lord wasn't heartfelt or, um, you know, anything like that. Our only objection would be that would be where would we find an example of that in the New Testament where we were told in the New Testament church that this should be an act that we engaged in in worship. 
you know, we would object to someone doing anything that was sincere if they couldn't find it in the Bible. For instance, maybe someone said that they would... But it's a sin to dance in church when you're praising? Well, we again, we have to go back to the example or the authority for that, and, and hmm. we don't we don't see any example of it in the New Testament. We don't see, For instance, we don't see any first century Christians dancing in their praise to God. And we don't have any command in, from the New Testament that tells us to dance when we praise God. And so we would conclude then we just don't have authority for it. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, uh, let, me add, let, let me add another thought here, Laverne. What if there was some other activity that we would think about doing? And some, well, maybe, some, maybe something we had never even thought of, but somebody else said, I'm doing this for the purpose of praising God. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe... Uh, uh, juggling or or uh, doing tricks with a yo-yo. You know, here, here's a guy. He, he's really good with a yo-yo, and he want and he says that he'd like to perform in in the course of the worship service. He'd like to do his stunts with a with his yo-yo, uh, uh, with his with the intention being, he says that it would praise God with the outcome. We would say no. That's that's you you can't do that. There's no authority for that. I think everybody would agree. You you read your New Testament, you certainly wouldn't find anybody doing anything like that. So we'd say no. You you know that's that's not appropriate in this setting. That's not authorized for what we're doing here. And and that's what we have to conclude about dancing in worship. In the New Testament, it's never mentioned. It's it's not authorized. And so that's where we got to draw the line. Does it, does, do you have any comments about that, Laverne, or any any questions about what we've said? No, no, no. Well, thanks for th- no, I don't. Thanks for listening to us down there in Atlanta tonight. How did you find out about the virtual Bible study? I was cruising the internet, great, um, trying to um, find a, a Bible class that would correspond with my time working and so forth. Yeah, and I had. Um, I know I have to form a more better relationship with God, and I thank you for having this program. Great. Listen, send us an email, and we'll put you on our regular update list. Uh, uh, every week we send out a little reminder that we're going to be on, and we'll get you. We'll send you a, a reminder each week. And if you have any other questions about... Yeah, I wanna, do you guys have, like, um, literature? I mean, what I want to see, scripture study? Yeah, there's a, there's a number of things available on the website. Check that out. And if you don't see what you need there, uh, send us an email. We'll try to get you any kind of information you need. Thank you so much. Thank and you. I'm, I'm going to pass this information on. Great. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks for listening. All right. We appreciate Laverne for giving us a call tonight and for her question. If you're out there and you have any Bible question, let us know at 931-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. And Laverne, if you have any other questions about what we said in answer to your question, just send us an email and we'd be glad to discuss that with you further. And we're glad that you all are listening tonight and we want to take any question or comment from you at 931-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Jacob, let's uh, let's get a little more into this subject of dancing and, and what would be some of the biblical arguments that would lead to the conclusion that we shouldn't be dancing. We're talking about modern dance. Uh, we read earlier Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, about the works of the flesh, that listing of, of sins. And Paul says, they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. There's a really important word in that list, the word lasciviousness. 
And those who are guilty of lasciviousness will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, that's another word that just like we were talking about revelings earlier, Jacob, this word lasciviousness is a word that we got to get a handle on. If we don't, I mean, you can read that word and you say, well, yeah, I definitely want to stay away from that, whatever it is. You know, if we don't understand the word lasciviousness, I think it's going to really hurt. If we get a good handle on its meaning, it's going to give us uh, instruction against a number of things that as Christians we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, um, lasciviousness is a big word. Uh, It sort of sounds like something I'm going to have to go to the doctor and get some medicine for. Uh, What's it mean? Well, according to Vine's uh, New Testament dictionary, uh, dictionary of New Testament words, it denotes excess, licentiousness, absence of restraint, indecency, wantonness, shameless outrages on public decency. I don't know if Vine's definition is a great help. i tell you the one that I really like is Thayer's definition. Thayer's Greek lexicon says that that word means wanton acts or manners as filthy words, indecent bodily movements, unchaste handling of males and females. You know, Thayer's definition, and Thayer's a well-respected authority in the Greek language and the meaning of the words that were found in the original Greek. Here we've got the word that's translated lasciviousness, and he says that that word means, catch this, it means specifically indecent bodily movements, unchaste or impure handling of males and females. I, I, don't, I doubt that you could write a better description, a better definition of modern dancing than that. And so modern dancing is lasciviousness. And lasciviousness is a work of the flesh that's going to keep people out of heaven. That being the case, you know, I, I, I almost think that's an open and shut case on the question of whether or not a person trying to please God would engage in modern dancing. Get the meaning, get the definition of lasciviousness, and that's going to tell us to stay away from that. That's right. You know, Dad, that you, you, you talk about the wanton acts or manners as filthy words, indecent bodily movements, unchaste handling of males and females. Sort of sounds like the whole objective of uh, modern dance there is wrapped up in that one definition of lasciviousness, and that's why people dance, isn't it? Yeah. Webster's Dictionary, just an English dictionary, of the, uh, would define lascivious to mean that which tends to produce lewd emotions. Now, think about that. Here's Now, this is just an English dictionary definition of that word lasciviousness. It is that which tends to produce lewd emotions. Why, why do... young boys or adolescent boys and girls, why do they get out there and gyrate and move their bodies in the way that they do? What's the purpose in that? You know, I've I've not been to any of these dances, but unfortunately I've seen some of that sort of stuff depicted in uh, on TV and so forth. And it's, it's just shameful. And, and you, you ask the question, why would anybody move their body in such fashion? Why would, why would men and women, Teenage boys and girls, why would they have physical contact with one another in the acts, in engaging in this act of dancing? What's the purpose of that? Well, the purpose of it is clearly to produce lewd emotions. And so it is lasciviousness. And lasciviousness is going to keep people out of heaven. We've got to avoid lasciviousness. You know, Jacob, as I said earlier, if you, if we could understand that word and all of its implications, it would keep us from a lot of other things. For instance, I think lasciviousness would, if we understood that, it would, it would provoke us to dress appropriately and to, uh, to avoid immodest apparel because a lot of the kind of clothes that 
uh, people wear are intended to produce lewd emotions. It would it would answer the question of whether or not we ought to go to mixed swimming places, go to the beach, go to a to a public swimming pool. That that environment and the way people dress and act at those places is designed to produce lewd emotions. And even a good bit of the TV and and, and the vast majority of movies that are produced are for the purpose of, of, of provoking lewd emotions. It's lasciviousness. And as Christians, we, we need to stay away from it. That's exactly right. We want to hear your thoughts on dancing. We presented some of the reasons why we believe Christians should avoid from modern forms of dance. We'd like to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts at 931-381-4567 or email questions at collegeview.com. We're going to take another break, and during the break, we'd like to hear from you. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. Hello, everyone. I'm Wade Shelton, a member of the College View Church of Christ. If you're like me, you've probably heard a lot of rumors about what the Church of Christ is all about. Well, regardless of what the rumors you may have heard, let me just quickly tell you what we are about. The College View Church of Christ is simply a group of Christians that is committed to doing everything that God has commanded us in exactly the way that he commanded us to do it. So we just simply open our Bibles and study them to determine what God has commanded us to do, and then we try to do it. It's just really that simple. Are you interested in being part of a group of people who have this approach to serving God? If so, I hope you will join me and my family as we worship God with the College View Church of Christ this Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Hello, my name is Preston Jackson. I'm from Valdosta, Georgia, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study on Thursday night. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Colossians 3.17. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Virtual Bible Study. We are glad you're part of it tonight. We want to remind you this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. We meet uh, across the street from the Columbia State Community College. And if you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we would encourage you to worship with us at your earliest opportunity. We meet on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for a period of Bible study with classes for all ages, followed by a period of worship at 10.30 a.m. And then at 6 o'clock on Sunday evenings, we meet for another period of worship. You're welcome at any of these assemblies on Sunday. And also on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we meet for another period of Bible study with classes for all ages. You're welcome there as well. We hope that you'll come and join us at the College View Church of Christ at your earliest convenience to find out what it is that we're all about. If you're outside of the Columbia, Tennessee area, we would encourage you to check out our website, collegeview.com. And you can find out more about the church there. If you have any questions that aren't answered on the website, you can email us at any time at questions at collegeview.com or call us at 931-381-4567. We're glad you're listening to the Virtual Bible Study tonight, and we hope to hear from you soon. We're talking about dancing on the Virtual Bible Study tonight, and we want to get your thoughts. This is a controversial subject, Dad. A lot of questions about dancing, whether or not we can dance, whether or not it's appropriate and according to God's Word. And so we'd like to get our listeners' input. Uh, again, questions at collegeview.com is the way you can send an email, or you can call at 931-381-4567. And we are accepting anonymous comments tonight. If you want to remain anonymous, we will respect your anonymity. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Whatever that is. Yeah, if you, especially if you, you, know, you, you don't want to maybe identify yourself, but you have, you have a com- conviction or a, an opinion that it's okay to dance, uh, and maybe you don't want to put a name to that. You just want to make your point. Go ahead and do it. Make your point. We, we, we want to hear from those who may disagree with us on this subject. 
let us know if you think dancing is okay. We're reaching the conclusion based upon some biblical considerations that we just don't think Christians could be engaged in modern dancing. Now, again, we made some some qualifiers of that at the start of the program. We're not talking about certain kinds of folk dancing or whatever. We're not talking about what a husband and wife might do in the intimacy of their own home. We're talking about what young people do, for instance, when they go to the prom, that sort of thing. Or for that matter, what takes place in honky-tonks and bars, that kind of dancing. That's what we're talking about here. We already said that dancing is condemned by a proper understanding of the word revelings and lasciviousness, two words that are listed among the works of the flesh. Both of them have in their definition the idea of dancing and other things as well. But Jacob, I'd also add that another reason why it's wrong for a child of God to dance is because the fruits of dancing are evil. In other words, dancing, what comes of dancing? What does it lead to? You know, a lot of times you can tell a thing by its fruits. So I guess the physical parallel would be, you know, I uh, don't have any radioactive material in my bedroom because radioactive material causes cancer. And so since it causes cancer, I don't want anything to do with that. And uh, other activities are risky and dangerous. I don't drive over the speed limit, and uh, I I do not uh, leave my seatbelt off because those are dangerous activities that can lead to my personal injury. So what you're saying, Dad, is that dancing is a dangerous activity that can lead to other spiritual sins, and therefore it should be avoided. Okay, I think I think that's exactly right. You know, Jesus said made a point in Matthew chapter seven, beginning verse sixteen. He said, "He said, you shall know them by their fruits." In this immediate context, he was talking about false teachers, but he makes a point: Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Now, again, in the immediate context of that, uh, Jesus was talking about false teachers, but he's setting forth a principle that you can judge a thing by what it produces. A thing can can be judged by its fruits. Now, what are the things that dancing encourages and promotes? What are the fruits of dancing? What does it lead to? I give you two two choices here. If a person engaged in dancing, would they, because of it, be more likely to read their Bible, to engage in prayer, uh, to talk to lost people about salvation through Christ Jesus? In other words, does dancing, does the does the association with those who are dancing, does the the environment and the and the circumstances that typically accompany dancing are those the kinds of the things that promote spirituality or is it more likely that dancing encourages and promotes things like drinking drug abuse sexual activity other forms of immoral behavior it's, I, I mean I, the answer to those are obvious and so what do we say? Jesus said, by, by their fruits, you shall know them. In other words, you can judge a thing by what it leads to. What are the fruits of dancing? Are they good fruits or bad fruits? I think we would, we would uh, conclude that dancing should not be a thing that a Christian does because of the evil fruit. Does dancing help you to be more spiritual or does it help you to be more sensual? 
And the answer to that question is obvious. Let us know your thoughts about dancing, 931-381-4567, or send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Jacob, we've got an email from Steve up in uh, uh, western Kentucky. Steve, we're glad you're listening to the virtual Bible study tonight. He says, whenever I have read what dance historians and researchers say about dancing, they have invariably stated that any dance is physical expression of some human feeling. If one takes a serious objective look at modern couples dance, it's hard to discern just what it exp- is it hard to discern just what it expresses. Now, let me read that again. If one takes a serious objective look at modern couples dance, is it hard to discern just what it is it expresses? The experts unabashedly say that it is sexual expression. They encourage its practice, but one who seeks righteousness will shun this form of recreation as sinful and damaging to good morals. So Steve makes an excellent point. He says the people who know what they're talking about uh, don't hesitate to admit that dance is physical expression and that modern dancing is sexual expression. That's that's pretty straightforward. Uh, and, And again, that's not coming from some fanatical preacher who's on his soapbox. That's coming from people who know what dancing is. They're not, and they're not commenting there from a religious standpoint. They're just commenting from what it actually is. Oh, they approve of it. They approve of it. But, but they're saying what it is. They approve of it, but they're honest enough to say what it is. Yeah, exactly. And so we can tell uh, by that uh, acknowledgement then that if they're saying what it is is sinful, they don't have a problem with that sin, but Christians should, and so we should abstain from dance. We appreciate uh, your comments, Steve, and for your listening up in Kentucky tonight. Uh, Jacob, we've got an email from Kent in Jackson, Tennessee. Kent, we're glad you're listening tonight. He says, uh, most of the conversation has been focused on teenage and older people, and I agree with your comments, but but uh, gearing for even younger children, do you also agree that we should be teaching our younger three-, four-, and five-year-old children that even their, quote, funny or cute movement, movements or dancing need to be addressed as conduct that God would disapprove of? Uh, Kent, I think Kent's got a great point there. You know, we start teaching moral values to our kids at a very young age. We need to. Uh, you know, if, if we don't start early, we're going to get way behind the curve. The world is pushing immorality uh, at, at a, an alarming rate and even to very young children. So I, I think Kent makes a good point. We should start teaching our children early about modesty, morality, decency. You know, one of the things that's very alarming to me is that I, I, I've heard from parents who say that the schools are even sponsoring dances for kids in early grade school, eight, uh, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth graders. And they're having school dances for kids at this age. And I, I think what they're clearly doing is that they're kindling some passions there that have no legitimate or rightful fulfillment for years to come. And parents are just setting themselves up for a lot of heartache if they get their their young children uh, initiated in those things and begin to experience those feelings when they cannot have a legitimate sexual fulfillment in marriage for years to come. They're going to pay a price for that. Excellent comments, Kent. Thank you for listening in Jackson, and uh, we appreciate your comments tonight. 931-381-4567 is the the telephone number to use, questions at collegeview.com, is the email address. We're looking forward to hearing from you tonight on the subject of dancing. It can be controversial. Maybe you disagree with us. We'd especially like to hear from you.
I'm getting some emails about the prom, and those of you who've emailed in about the prom, keep them coming, because we're going to talk about that after this next break. We want to get more into the prom in specific. But let's talk about a couple more things. We're trying to put together a line of biblical argumentation that would say it's wrong for Christians to dance, and again, with the conditions and explanations and definitions of dancing that we're talking about tonight. One another thing that dancing does is that it produces temptation. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 28, I say to you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And so uh, what happens is that if you put yourself in situations to be able to observe women doing things that would entice lust, in other words, the women are engaged in lascivious behavior, we earlier said that lasciviousness is that which produces lewd emotion. So here's a woman, and she's acting in a lascivious way. There's, in other words, she's attempting to produce lewd emotions. And if a man goes there and observes that, in other words, she's trying to accomplish something, and if he's there to observe it, he's just exposing himself to that temptation to have those lewd emotions. If he wasn't there, if he didn't go to the dance, then he wouldn't have that temptation. So... Uh, as a person trying to avoid sinful thoughts, you definitely want to stay away from the, the dance. Another verse along these lines is Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, where we read, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We're told there to flee youthful lust, not organize an event and turn up the music and uh, incite those lusts, but instead to flee them. And notice the difference here, Dad, between the, 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 the opposites that are presented here. Youthful lusts are presented in opposition to a pure heart. If we're going to be pleasing to God and follow him with a pure heart, we've got to make sure that we're fleeing those youthful lusts, and that's important. Exactly right. Um, I would basically say that dancing is running toward temptation. Where Paul told Timothy there in the verse you cited, Jacob, Paul told Timothy to flee youthful lust and and avoid those kind of temptations if you decide to to be at a dance to go to the dance you're actually running toward temptation instead of running away from it we've got an email from keith here in tennessee and he says is it okay for a child to be at a prom even if they don't dance would they be participating just by being there also wouldn't they be tempted if they were there watching others participate not to mention their peer pressure they would have to endure I think that's exactly right, and and I think uh, his questions have an obvious answer. Yes, they certainly would be tempted by being there and watching what was taking place, even if they didn't dance. You know, uh, I want to talk more about this, about the prom. I don't know how many times I've heard kids say, I'm going to go to the prom, but I'm not going to dance. My mom and dad said I could go to the prom just, just as long as I didn't dance. I think that's an enormous mistake because the temptation, as Keith's email says, the temptation is still there. And you're putting yourself in a position to be pressured tremendously to do what a Christian shouldn't do. You're going to see things a Christian shouldn't see. You know, what What about take the same argument, you know, the idea of I'm, I'm going to go to the prom, I'm just not going to dance. Well, would it be all right then to go to a bar or a honky-tonk if you don't dance? And maybe don't drink. You know, I'm not going to drink or dance, but I'm going to go to a honky-tonk Saturday night. Well, somebody says, oh, of course not. That's ridiculous. Well, why, would, why wouldn't I go to a honky-tonk? I'm not going to dance or drink. I'm just going to go to the honky-tonk. Well, because you're going to see things you shouldn't see. 
and 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 another thing that we're going to talk about here in a minute you're going to set an example you wouldn't want to set and those same two things are true about a dance including the prom all right good points thank you for your question keith and appreciate you listening Tonight, the number to call is 931-381-4567. The email address to use is questions at collegeview.com. We're talking about dancing on the program tonight. We have one more break to go, and when we get back, we're going to go to the top of the hour. We're going to get into the issue of prom, Dad, and that's a touchy situation, touchy question. A lot of people have different thoughts on whether or not a Christian should go to the prom. We'd like to get your comments on that. Let us know at 931-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Don't go away. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back. These guys are doing all of the talking. We need to hear from you. Call in now. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. I'm Arthur Haynes from Kaleoka, Tennessee, and one of my greatest highlights of the week is to listen to the Virtual Bible Study. Do you remember when churches taught the truth in a straightforward and direct way with no sugarcoating? Can you recall when homosexuality was plainly condemned and unscriptural divorce and remarriage was not tolerated? Can you think back to a time when you heard hard sermons on moral issues like dancing, immodest dress, and filthy movies? Do you long for a return to the kind of teaching and preaching that you heard 30 or 40 years ago? The College View Church is trying hard to maintain the same moral principles that have been associated with God's people throughout the ages. They want to hold the line against the drifting that is characterized in so many churches today. Come and see. Visit the College View Church of Christ. Broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The Virtual Bible Study. Take it away, guys. And we're back. Welcome to the back to the Virtual Bible Study. We took a little bit longer break than we should have there. We uh, want to let you know, that, again, that uh, this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. And, Dad, a lot of our listeners are probably going to listen to this in the recorded podcast version or maybe the audio file from our website. If you're listening to this program and we're not live, we still want to get your comments. If you have any questions or comments about dancing, send them in anytime to questions at collegeview.com. We'd like to hear from you about our program tonight. We're talking about dancing and the fact that we believe the Bible has numerous instructions you know, Dad, lots of different angles on this that uh, we can look. A lot of different instructions that would condemn dancing. And the last one we want to look at is the fact that uh, dancing sets the wrong example. Yeah. You, you want, you want, do you want to be known for being at the dance? You know, First uh, Thessalonians 5.22 says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Anybody going to glorify your Father which is in heaven because they saw you at the dance? In other words, is there anything about that that's commendable? Is there anything about that example that you would like to, to for, for other people to learn from and imitate? It's just a bad example, Jacob. And as Christians, we shouldn't be doing that. All right. Let us know your thoughts about the prom. 931-381-4567. That's the phone number to use. We'd like for you to use it tonight to let us know your thoughts or send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Remember, you can remain anonymous. Just let us know your thoughts. Jacob, we got an email from Jared in Cookville, Tennessee. Jared, we're glad you're listening. He says, okay, I'll break the ice and you can use my name because I'm not ashamed to speak against sinful things. He says, here's why I believe going to the prom or dancing is wrong. We're to flee youthful lust, not submerse ourselves in fruits of the works of the flesh. I'm a guy. I went to high school with other guys. I heard their discussions about the prom. I heard talk about hotel room arrangements, etc. Drinking drugs and other things are glamorized. I think that if you're honest, you have to admit things happen at prom and post-proms that are wrong. Ask your worldly friends about prom and the things that happen at prom. They'll be honest. 
Why can't Christians admit that sinful things happen at the prom? If we're going to grow in Christ, we have to put aside sinful things. Uh, I think Jared's right on. I'd have to agree with his observations there. Thanks, Jared, for your comments. All right. Thank you for listening, Jared, and thank you for sending that email. We'd like to hear from you. 931-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Jump in and let us know your thoughts about the prom. Jay, we've got another email here from Stan who says, I attended the prom when my girlfriend, now wife, was graduating from high school. I wish now that I had not attended, but when I was that age, even though I had been a member of the church for a long time and had been attending church all my life, I was not very mature. 1 Corinthians 13:11 says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I wish my parents or my girlfriend's parents had not let us go. I now realize the problems that are associated with dancing and how it can lead to other things and at the least shows others a bad example. How can we dance and believe the word of God? Titus 2, verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. We have to be separate from the world even though we are in the world. Well, I really appreciate Stan's comment there, Jacob. Here's a fellow who went to the prom and says, looking back on it now, though he realized he was immature at the time and wasn't making good decisions, he still wishes that he had not been there. And i got to believe that a lot of people, a lot of young people will probably end up having the same kind of feelings that Stan has, you know, I wish I hadn't gone, but I appreciate Stan's uh, openness there to, to tell that part of the story. Thank you, Stan, for your comments. Thanks for listening tonight. What do you think about the prom? Let us know. Plenty of time to take your comments. We've got a, a, an email from a listener in Florida who says, instead of young people going to the prom, parents should take the opportunity to have a group of young folks together from some, for some kind of in, in entertainment that way they can have fun and not be involved in dancing or other sinful activity. Uh, I think that's a really good point. You know, as parents, we can't just say no. We've got to give young people something positive to do instead. And I, and especially maybe with something like the prom where there is so absolutely so much peer pressure to be involved in that. We're going to have to give our young people some special attention and help them be diverted into something positive rather than that negative immoral activity. A lot of times the problem with the prom is not uh, is the fact that the parents are going right along with the children. The, pa- the children worry that they're going to miss out on something if they don't go to prom, and the parents tend to agree and are worried that their children are going to miss out on something. think it will be the end of the world if their kids don't get to go to the prom. Instead, parents need to have enough spiritual maturity and enough foresight to realize that uh, this is immoral and uh, provide alternatives for their children. We appreciate that comment from Florida tonight. I think that's the problem. You just mentioned spiritual maturity. I, I think obviously our young people are still growing. They are immature, and they they will make bad decisions. That's why parents are commissioned and obligated by God to give them guidance, instruction, to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord the problem is we got immature parents, too, who who don't have the spiritual backbone to stand up and say, you can't do that. It's not right. I won't let you go. And I like what Stan said about the fact that we've got to be separate from the world. That's another thing that this gets into is the fact that we don't want to stand up for what's right. Maybe we're ashamed of the fact that we've got to be different. Maybe we just don't want to be different. Whatever the reasoning, we've got to be willing to be different from the world and say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's immoral, and I don't approve of it, and therefore you won't see me there. I, I saw an article 
a while back, and I found a copy of it, Jacob, and I, I wanted to read just a clip out of this, this church bulletin article that, that I found. Uh, it says, some, some will try to justify the problem by saying these children are seniors only once in their life. Uh, this statement is sometimes made to suggest that it's okay, even okay to sin and going to this prom since it's the only opportunity these young people will ever have to do this as high school seniors. One would be led to believe that he is allowing to pass a great opportunity that will never again present itself. The truth of the matter is that high school seniors have an opportunity to do something they will never again have the opportunity to do. They will never again have such a great opportunity to demonstrate that loyalty to Christ is more important than anything else. Remember, you are a senior only once, and never again will you be able to show those who know you that even the senior prom cannot cause you to put yourself in a compromising position. If you choose to go to the prom, you will have missed uh, an opportunity to do the will of God that will never present itself again. I think that's really a, a neat way to put it, because I don't know how many different times I've heard people say, well, they're, they're only seniors once. This is this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, uh, as though, you know, they're, they're missing out on something and their lives will be devastated if they don't get to, to participate. Whereas in the, the author of that, that piece, I think, looked at it from the right perspective. That's right. That was written by Bobby Duncan, and those thoughts are excellent. We do have to stand up for what's right. If we don't, we will regret it for, uh, for a long time. We've got to make sure that we're willing to stand up for what's right, and we're willing to be different from the crowd, and that's really what this gets down to. Um. We got an email coming in just now getting a Jacob from Don. Uh, he said, I had to leave the program for a little while, so you may have already covered this, but what about these congregations you see on TV hopping up and down, dancing? This is not only a worship of self instead of God, but it's also vulgar. We, we were talking earlier about, uh, we had a, we had a calling question about dancing as worship or dancing in a, in a church service. And the conclusion that we have to reach from our New Testaments is that that's not an authorized form of worship. We don't have any direct command or statement, no approved example, nothing that would lead us to infer that this is what God wants us to do in New Testament worship. We acknowledge that there are some references in the Old Testament to those who danced uh, in association with praise being offered to God. But but those activities do not justify our activities. We live under the New Testament law of Christ, and therefore uh, we we don't find authority for it. And and perhaps, as Don says, he views uh, some of that as even vulgar. Uh, and and that would be that would be avoided at all times, no matter what. Thank you for that comment, Don. Thank you for listening to the virtual Bible study. Any other emails there? I got another coming in. Uh, Let's see if uh, Adam from Somerset, Kentucky writes, amen to your stand for truth. Quote, you'll never see a praying knee on a dancing leg. I hadn't heard that one, Adam. Thanks for for your comment. You'll never see a praying knee on a dancing leg. That's pretty good. I've never seen that, so that may be true. (laughs) Appreciate listening tonight, Adam, and thank you for your comment. 931-381-4567. Jump on the phones now. We've got time to take a call from you if you hurry, or send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Jacob, as we enter into this, as we immediately enter into this prom season, and, you know, we, we're telling everybody, I mean, if, if whether you're a church-going person, a person who claims allegiance to the Lord or not, we're saying dancing is something you don't want to do. It's not right. You shouldn't go there. But for I'm especially concerned about a number of people who... Uh, are 
who, who, who name the name of Christ, who call themselves Christians, but they, they want to somehow justify going to the prom or their children going to the prom. And I think there's some questions that you just got to ask, sort of summary questions that you got to ask yourself and give an honest answer. In other words, young person, if you're thinking about going to the prom, are you sure that you're going to be able to control your thoughts at the prom even if you don't dance, while you're watching other people dance, are you absolutely 100% sure that you're going to be able to control your thoughts? You know, one of the things that's also true at the proms is that there's a, a, a really gross amount of immodest dress. Uh, young ladies who go, I, wouldn't, I don't know if it's fair to call them ladies, young girls who go to the prom are notorious for dressing in extremely immodest dresses, displaying their bodies as much as they possibly can. Can you go to the prom and see, young man, you're a Christian. You say you're going to go to the prom. You're not going to dance. You're going to go, but you're not going to participate in the dancing. Okay, will you be able to 100% control your thoughts, not have a single impure thought or emotion while you watch those young ladies dressed in their immoral dress or immodest dresses, engaged in in the as steve from from kentucky wrote the sexual expression of dancing you can be able to control your thoughts uh if you say you can we, we you may have some other problems that we need to talk to you about but uh, 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 as we would say a normal red-blooded american boy i don't see how you can answer that with a hundred percent certainty that you're going to be able to control your thoughts Here's another one to think about. Are you 100% sure that this is the right thing to do? You know, if you're not, Dad, if you can't do it in faith and say, I'm sure, I'm confident, and I don't mind anyone seeing me here at the dance, I wouldn't even mind if Christ were to come back while I was at the dance. If you can't say that with 100% surety, then you better not do it, because if we can't do it, Dad, if we're not confident that it is right, we need to abstain from the activity. Exactly right. And, and you know, really think about the example that you're setting. You know, we, we already referenced Matthew five sixteen, where it says we're to be the light of the world. Uh, we're to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Is this going to make you a light in the world? Uh, are you going to be exposing the evil works of darkness? Let me read a passage from Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 11. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 says that we are, let me get there, says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So can you answer that? Would you be exposing the evil works of darkness if you went to the prom? Lots of things to think about, Dad. We can really attack dancing from a lot of different angles, and a lot of different passages touch on different aspects of dancing. We've got to be aware of and we've got to be cautious of. And really the conclusion that we have to make is that uh, we've got to avoid dancing if we're going to be pleasing to God. I, th- I think that's right. I think the conclusion is pretty clear. That's what we've got to do. Well, thank you for listening to the program tonight. Thank you for your time, Dad, and for the discussion. Well, I enjoyed it. I think it's a timely subject that we're we're in that prom season. And, of course, I think the dance that produces the greatest temptation for young young Christians to participate is the senior prom Be strong, Christians. We know it's not always easy, but be strong and avoid that. All right. That's a wrap. We appreciate you listening to the Virtual Bible Study tonight, and we hope you'll make plans to be back here next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. 
Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.